Welcome to Harvest Australia Church Podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. I'm going to share today on what I've called frustration busters. Most of you have heard of Ghostbusters or Mythbusters, but I want to share on a little bit different tangent today on frustration busters. And I'm going to read from Galatians chapter 5, so you might want to turn there. Galatians chapter 5. And we're going to read just a couple of verses to begin with, 22 and 23. And... We're reading actually from the NASB, New American Standard Bible. Someone else has got that. That's good. Our American. And it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Very simple Many of us have heard this a hundred times, a thousand times, but we can never get over the power of the fact that we as spirit-filled believers are meant to have evidence in our lives called fruit. We love fruit, eating fruit. We just had summer. There's so much great summer fruit around and we enjoy it. It's sweet. It's amazing. But without the actual tree, without the roots, without what actually produces that, there would be no fruit. And this is one of the most frustrating things, I think, about the Christian life is if we're not evidencing fruit, we can shrivel up and die. And even little areas of our life can shrivel up and die. And so Paul here in Galatians is, is reminding us as believers that our lives are meant to count for something. Our lives are meant to evidence fruit. But sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes we have points of frustration that we just can't seem to get past. Blockages, roadblocks, things in life where we keep failing, things in life where we trip up, areas of our lives where we just can't seem to get breakthrough. And maybe it's been years for you. There's areas of my life, it's still been years for me as well. And that's the journey of faith, isn't it? Still pursuing Him, even though we're not seeing what we're going after. But I've called it frustration busters today because... I think that many of us, when we have a period of life where we're frustrated, we give up. When we weren't meant to give up, we were actually meant to break through. We were meant to actually step into the destiny of what he put in our hearts. I've got three things from the fruits of the Spirit that I want to share today that I think will be encouraging, I hope, and practical for us to take away and apply to our lives so that we might be able to see some of those frustrations busted, released off us. And I know I want that as well. Let me pray just before I get into it. Lord, we pray this morning that you would speak by your spirit. That your word of truth 
would go into our hearts, Lord, and you would bear incredible fruit in our lives, even from your word being deposited today. Lord, I pray for anyone today who might be struggling or frustrated. I pray that by the end of this morning, you may have lifted frustration and released fresh hope upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Three fruits of the Spirit or three areas or titles that I want to highlight today. And these go opposite to the modern day life. The modern day life is big, fast, popular, more, 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 louder, 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 uh, uh, bigger, better, faster. This is all the themes we see in the media. This is all the people we hear about. And it can sometimes encroach into our Christianity. And so here's my first area that I think is helpful for us to look at when we're busting some frustrations off our lives, and that is quality over quantity. So many times we want the macro when Jesus started with the micro. He started just collecting a few ragtag men, I've heard it said, and basically men who he must have seen something in them, but a lot of other people didn't see in them, but he pulled them out and he said, come on, let's do this, guys. And with 12, and obviously then that was multiplied, but with 12, he imparted kingdom life, which we now still, to this day, 2,000 years later, hear about. God begins with the micro in our lives, not with the macro. He doesn't necessarily just deposit a, a whole inheritance on top of our head and say, okay, go for it. Do whatever you want to do. It's now time to begin spending, begin going for it. No, he's, he's, and I've said this before, success grows in millimetres, not in kilometres or metres. It grows in millimetres. And so when we steward and when we honour those millimetres, those micro things really well, he then blesses us with more. And so when we actually distill down our hearts and our lives and look at what's he put in front of me today? What's he put, what's he put in front of me this week to do well with, to host well, to be honourable with, to be faithful with? What are those little things? Because it's quality over quantity every time. It's easy for us to go for quantity. We want a lot of this. We want bigger this. But so often he's actually speaking to us and saying, do well with what I've got right in front of you right now, and then there'll be more. And we want more next week, but it actually normally means years. And that's something that I've learned over the years. And I, there's things I'm still having to say, okay, Lord, I, I'd really like this. I'd really like some of these areas opened up, but he just doesn't do it. He doesn't do it on our clock. He does it on his clock because his clock is better than ours. Quality over quantity. If we go for the quality, he will look after the quantity. That really comes down to the fruit of the Spirit called patience. A very hard word for a lot of us. And me, I'm on the top of the food chain there. Patience is difficult. I'm getting better at it. Learning to just slow down and listen to him and, and go to his rhythm rather than to my rhythm. But this, this stuff is very, very important if we want to bust off some frustration off our lives. Because some people are trying to go so hard, so fast, and even in the Lord see everything done this week 
this month that they actually have an agitation about their spirit. There's no peace on them. So patience is a fruit of the spirit that we need to learn if we're going to get quality rather than quantity. The second one is live in peace, not just rest in peace. See, we, we at funerals will see RIP, rest in peace. But why not actually live in peace? Rather than just die in peace, why don't we live in peace? And actually carry the fruit of the Spirit, peace, through our living, not just our dying. It's interesting, isn't it? We, we, we're so accustomed to, to um, blessing someone with resting in peace. And hopefully they have peace. And if they know the Lord, they're going to have great peace. If they don't know the Lord, they're not going to have peace. That's actually the gospel. It's a dividing line. It's a sword that pierces bone and marrow. But it's the truth, isn't it? And... When we actually look at our lives and ask that question of ourselves during the good times and the rough times, do I carry peace? It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's not even a choice. It's a fruit of the Spirit. If we walk in the Spirit and we know Jesus and we say we love Him and we're listening to Him, then peace is not an option. It's a fruit. And have you ever tried to, if you have a fruit tree, stuff fruit back into the vine and not make it fruit. It's impossible, isn't it? If it is of that stock and if the season's right and it's watered, it bears fruit whether we like it or not. If you have kangaroos, they do something with the fruit. They'll get rid of it really quickly. But it's one of those things that God's creation is Destined and it's born to produce, isn't it? To reproduce, to multiply. And so in our lives, it's the same. This fruit will come out whether we're trying to or not. We don't have to stand there and try and burst our boiler trying to bring the fruit of the Spirit out. It will evidence itself organically through us, the Holy Spirit living in our lives. He'll just come out of us. When we're talking, people will go, wow, that, that person carries peace. That person carries joy. That person knows how to control their lives. This stuff just flows when we're walking in the Spirit. Galatians 5.25, the, the verse after that, Paul finishes this by saying, walk. Actually, we've got it up there, haven't we? If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Another way to interpret that walk by the Spirit is walk in line with the Spirit. In line with the Spirit. If we're walking in line with the Spirit, then His fruit will evidence itself through our lives. And this frustration that sometimes we carry, or agitation or anxiety about life, will not be the overriding factor of who we are because the fruit will counteract that. Live in peace. The last one is internal over external. And I've, this one really relates to self-control. When we focus on our internal situation, he will focus on our external situation. So often we're asking for the, the Lord to do things outside of us. We're asking him to do, do things outside of our house, if you like, when ultimately he's looking and saying, hang on. Look after what I've given you. That's inside. It's self-control. And another way of describing self-control or another meaning, if you like, is dominion within. 
And if we have dominion within, self-control, a fruit of the Spirit, then we'll actually have a wisdom and a poise in situations where others won't. It's a fruit of the Spirit. These things are recognisable. You'll know it. You'll know people who carry different aspects of fruits of the Spirit. Some people might be just joyous when they shouldn't be joyous, but it's a fruit of the Spirit. Maybe they do have great self-control. Maybe they know how to love people in a, a really, really special way. And, and different fruits of the Spirit are really strong for some people. And you can actually see it on them, and it's attractive. It's attractive because the Holy Spirit within us wants to uh, build us to be more like Him. And when we evidence His fruit... It's attractive. People want to eat of that fruit. They want that stuff. It doesn't matter whether we're preaching the gospel to people, trying to ram it down their throat or even trying to be gentle. The fruit is attractive. The fruit is attractive. And so self-control actually means that we look inside of ourselves. We're not looking at other people. We're not necessarily trying to uh, make things happen that aren't happening, but we're, we're actually looking within our own spirit, our own heart, and making sure that we're managing that really, really well. Now, managing really well might sound like a, a, a kind of a, you know, a business term or a work term, but actually it's not. It's one of those phrases that it means we get serious about it. We get serious about it, the internal workings of our own heart. Not the external, not the periphery stuff, the stuff we can't sometimes control anyway, but we look deep within and we say, Lord, I want to have dominion within my own heart, my own life, my own mind. I'm not worrying about other people. I'm going to take care of my own situation and I'm going to do that to the best of my resources. And when we do that, the fruit, self-control, becomes evident. If we live by the Spirit, we will walk in line with the Spirit. If we, if we do these things, you could actually almost reverse this. And rather than trying to go and be joyful, even if you're not joyful, just try and be happy today, just because the Bible says you're meant to have this stuff, it's probably the hard way around it. It's kind of the law over grace, isn't it? But if we walk in line with the Spirit, then this stuff flows. When we turn it around and we say, okay, I see all the fruits of the Spirit, but, but joy is really hard for me and so is peace, so is self-control. But then Paul actually gives us the key. Yeah. Walk with the Spirit. Yeah. And when we walk with the Spirit, all of the other stuff flows out of our lives. It's, it's, like, the, it's like the key ingredient to the recipe is the Holy Spirit. I used to think that this meant that we have to have the gifts of the Holy Spirit flowing and maybe we have to have words of knowledge and, and all of these fantastical things and we love these things. And I know fantastical is not a word, but I really like that word anyway. Majestical is a good one as well. But when we actually distill it down to the fruits of the Spirit, self-control and peace and love, joy, patience, etc., then we actually realize that some of the most highest priorities to the Holy Spirit are very, very normal functions with people. They're not necessarily the lofty gifts. Love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. These are the, if I was writing scripture 
And I was putting down nine of the top priorities that believers should walk with every day by the Spirit. They would not be my nine. They wouldn't be. I I would have flipped them around. And if this is fruit that I think believers should be evidencing, I would have been saying raising the dead, casting out demons, preaching to the masses, Multitudes, multitudes coming to Jesus. Revival breaking out in nations. They would have been my fruits of the Spirit, but no. He chooses conditions of the heart. He chooses the things that are most important to his heart. And he he says, these are the priorities, guys. These are the priorities. And when you walk by the Spirit, you will evidence these things. If you are not evidencing these things, you need to look at how you're walking by the Spirit. Are you walking by the Spirit? It's challenging. But the good part is he gives us the answer to the equation in verse 25. If we walk by the Spirit, then these things will come out of us. These things will be surrounding us. It will naturally happen. So we don't need to feel down. We don't need to try any harder in a certain area. If you're an anxious person, okay, now I've got to have more peace. And you sit there going, peace, peace, peace. Come upon me. It doesn't happen that way. I mean, we can get really awkward about things, can't we, in Christianity? We can get really, really, really awkward about things. I want to give you an example of how awkward I believe we can be as Christians. And if this is inappropriate, block your ears. But I remember growing up in church when we used to sing this song, Rock My Soul in the Bosom of Abraham. I think that was the word. And I mean, as a kid, you're singing about bosoms. And as a kid, that's, that is one of the most awkward things you could possibly force on a child. It's almost child abuse. That should be in the Royal Commission. I mean, it's like, why are we singing this stuff? Who wrote that stuff? I mean, seriously, they need heart healing. But there's things, there's things like this that we've done we don't even necessarily think about. But we've just gone through the motions and, and we've done, even as Christians, I mean, if, if we had non-believers come into meetings where we're singing that stuff, it's like, hello, you know, what is this group of people? And I think Christianity, praise the Lord, has come a long way in our songwriting. I know it's going to be difficult to get back on track after this. It's going to be very difficult. So I won't give you the next example because I think it just, it's just going to send you way off track. But sometimes we can really, really get so religious without trying to get religious. We can try so hard that we just become the most frustrated people that anyone knows. And that's not grace, that's law. Law frustrates, brings anxiety, trying, working, effort. This is the law. But when we realize that Jesus has done it all and freely given us of his Holy Spirit, then we actually can carry peace knowing what he's already done for us. And then we begin to walk in the Spirit in a deeper way like many of you do. And all of a sudden we go to a new level of peace. There are new levels of peace for people here today. There's new levels of joy for people here today. There's new levels of patience 
and even other things that aren't listed in the nine fruits like wisdom. There's so much wisdom when we walk in line with the Spirit because He desires to give us these treasures. He desires to give us the keys to the kingdom so that we can actually have solutions to people's problems. Really good solutions. I believe he has significant solutions for us, even in this room today. There are solutions to your problems. Maybe it means walking in line with the Spirit, not walking in line with just your mind or your flesh or all your own solutions. But he already has it mapped out for you. He already has the problem solved. We just need to actually walk in line with his spirit, get in touch with what he's saying. And, you know, maybe he's saying something that our natural flesh wouldn't really go for. Maybe he's just saying, just leave it to me. Leave it to me. Instead, we try to work everything out and sort everything out. Other times he might be giving us, you know, a person to couple with, to give us some wisdom or maybe there's breakthrough in certain things. But I firmly believe that God wants to upgrade Christians from where we currently live. He wants to upgrade us. If you've ever flown on a plane in economy and you walk through first class and business class, I mean, it's the worst teaser in the world, isn't it? You walk on the plane that, you know, I don't even want flight attendants, all very nice and, you know, they're welcoming you on and they just traipse you through business class where they've got the beautiful big lie-down chairs and everyone's already sipping champagne in there, you know, clinking away. And, and you can hear the screaming at a distance of kids and you can hear people ruffling their bags around in the back and a bit of jostling going on. And she just sort of nicely heads you in that direction. That's your direction. And you're like, oh, man, I just want to, can I just stop here, please, in the middle of the plane? You're already in first class. You're already in first class. If you know Jesus today and you have his Holy Spirit living inside of you, you are already in Christian first class. There's no need to worry. There's no need to stress. You are no less a person than anyone else in this room. There's nothing you can do to become a better person. There's nothing you can do to slightly upgrade yourself into being a better Christian other than walking in line with the Spirit. Because the Spirit gives life. The flesh gives death. And when we walk in the Spirit, we will evidence Jesus, His gospel, His love, and these things will come out of us. And we'll be Christians who will actually be living like we're in first class. We'll be the ones clinking spiritual champagne together. And others will go, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. How do you get that? How do you get that peace, that joy? How do you get that in your life? And then out of that, flows living water. And you can actually explain to them, well, actually, I know this person. His name's Jesus. And he's given me this life. He upgraded me. I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve this upgrade. I remember a couple of times being, being upgraded when I'm flying. And um, for business, not for ministry, don't worry, your tides are not going to my upgraded flights. <laughs> I felt some arrows, okay? I'm having some words of knowledge of where they're coming from. No, I'm just kidding. 
I'm just kidding. Where's Brian Nelson? I can just feel those eyes staring at me right now. See, he's left the building. (laughs) He's appalled. Anyway, and it's actually a great feeling. You get something you don't really deserve, but it's like, hey, this is awesome. And yet Christians, we have been upgraded the moment we believe Jesus. And then when his spirit fills us and he can continually fill us, that's what the word says, go on being filled with the Holy Spirit, then we continually can get upgrades. So rather than trying to burst out the fruits, we actually walk in line with him and he releases spiritual upgrades to us as his believers. This morning, some of you don't feel worthy of, of, of walking in this kind of inheritance. It's time to dispel that worry. It's time to get rid of a poverty spirit off your own life. Just, just get rid of it this morning. All you have to do is ask him, just get rid of it. Get, get off my life, poverty. I don't want that stuff. I actually deserve an inheritance. I am royalty. The king has already decreed it. I am royalty. I'm part of his royal priesthood. That's royalty, isn't it? And I'm actually worthy of good things. Some people, it's just a mind shift today, just lifting off. Or, or some things you speak over yourself. Stop saying that stuff. Stop saying anything negative over your own life because you are worthy of royalty. You're worthy of good things. You're worthy of blessing, of inheritance, of life, of healing, of destiny, of hope, of joy, peace in your life. These things are not just teasers and say, you'll have these things in heaven, people. You'll have these things one day. No, he gave us these things so that we'd actually have them now. They're not just RIP type things. They're live in these things now. Let's stand this morning and if I could upgrade us all into business naturally this morning, I'd do it. Do it one time in your life. It's awesome. (laughs) The food's better. Everything's better. I'm sorry if you're flying in the next few weeks in economy, but, you know, just enjoy it anyway. Yeah. Let's just pray, hey? Lift your hands. If you just want that fresh revelation of inheritance, I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. Just that fresh revelation of who you actually are, who you are, how much he loves you, how much destiny and purpose he has waiting for you this very week. This week. This week, even today, things are going to shift for some people as you begin to just open your heart and realize that you don't have to do anything to gain anything from him. He already wants to give you good gifts. He already wants to bless you. He already wants to break things over your life. He wants to bring joy and peace and kindness and goodness, everything, all the fruits. He wants to fill you with his spirit.